Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome into episode 16 today. So excited that you would join us. I am honored that you would join us today on the show. Uh, I am super pumped about the topic that we're going to talk about today and it is actually a little bit of a controversial topic in the recovery community. Um, You know, but on this show we do believe there is a road to recovery and it ends on a street called Redeemed and we're going to tackle this tough topic today. Uh, So we're going to be talking about recovery today, um, what that looks like, folks coming out of addiction, and what it looks like when you come into the kingdom of God, when you come from this type of background. You know, we look at addiction has just been stigmatized, and it is a huge problem in our country um, with the amount of drugs and everything that's here and the alcohol abuse and and all of those things. But uh, this is just uh, the kingdom, you know, people that are lost coming into the kingdom. And then when you come into the kingdom, it takes discipleship. It takes somebody putting their loving arm around you and walking with you to really help pull out of that thing. And then, of course, there is the renewing of the mind. You must renew the mind. You know, the problem with so many faith-based sinners is that they just will talk about the spiritual side of things but won't talk about the practical side of things But let me tell you right now, you cannot have one without the other. Um, Jesus is the one who sets the captive free. His spirit at work on the inside of people is what sets the captive free, renews the mind. Um, But then you need skills. You need discipleship. Jesus didn't say go out into the world, get people to raise their hand at the end of your church service with their heads bowed and eyes closed and ask Jesus into their heart and say a sinner's prayer. You'll never find anything as such as a sinner's prayer in your Bible. Uh, But what it does say is go out into the world and make disciples. And how you make disciples is that you love them. You walk with them. Think about Jesus and his situation with the disciples. He walked with him. They lived with him. They walked with him. They did everything with him. And that's what we do at Be the Bush Recovery Ministries and at Miriam House. We are a discipleship program. We walk with these people. We love these people. And we don't just tell them about Jesus. We show them Jesus. Um, And so... I want to talk about uh, a topic today that is a big topic in the recovery community. Um, It is something that has been talked about for a long time. It's something that's been argued and talked about in faith-based recovery centers. And uh, it's it's been a, a controversial thing. And what that is, let's just cut straight to the chase, amen. And that is, once an addict, always an addict. And so I want to talk about that today because um, I have a different perspective on that as a believer and as a Christian and as a man who believes in the word of God and who believes in the power of Jesus Christ because I have seen the power of Jesus Christ work and move in people's lives and change them to where they are not the same person that they used to be. That's what happens with a born again experience. You are no longer the person that you used to be. The Bible actually teaches that the DNA of God himself hits your heart and you begin to think differently. You begin to act differently. You begin to talk differently. 
And this is what happens with a born again experience. And then you renew your mind as Romans 12, 2 says, be not conformed by this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so I want to tackle this topic of once an addict, always an addict, because this is something that is taught in AA and NA different secular circles. And when you teach this, what it becomes is that you are teaching somebody how to manage their sin instead of kill it. Oh, Jesus, help me this morning. When you teach somebody how to just manage their sin instead of killing it, you're not teaching them how to be set free or showing them how to be set free. They are still bound. They're just micromanaging their life and trying to overcome it. And that is why secular rehabilitation does not work and has a very low success rate. If you want to be free from something, if you want to be delivered from something, you can't hold on to the identity of it and the title of it. You know, if you go to a meeting and say, hi, my name's Bill. I'm an addict and I'm always going to be one. Hi, my name's Bill. I'm an alcoholic and I'm always going to be one. Guess what you might be and why is that? Because it's a universal law. The Bible says, God says that the power of life and death is in your tongue. So when you go around confessing all day long, I'm an addict, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict, I'm a liar, I'm a, I'm, I'm a thief, I'm this, I'm that. Guess what you will produce in your life? Even scientists and medical folks will will confirm that. Say you, you know, even medical people, I heard T.D. Jakes talk about this one time. But in the medical field that they had they had said that in 21 days, you can change an inner narrative about yourself by speaking life over yourself. You might even inwardly believe that you are, let's say, an addict. You inwardly believe that. But if for 21 days you spoke life over yourself, for 21 days if you quote a scripture over yourself like, He who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. God has removed a heart of stone and replaced it with a heart of flesh. And I am not the same man or the same woman that I used to be. If you could wake up every morning and quote that over yourself and begin to not only quote it, but believe it on the inside of you, what the medical doctors have been begun to find out is that you can change an inner narrative about yourself and if you can change an inner narrative about yourself and the way that you think and believe that you are you can change what it is that you're producing and what it is that you're doing in your life I'm here to encourage somebody today that you are not just an addict. If there is somebody over the airwaves today that's listening to this show saying, man, I've been taught that, man, I've been speaking that over my life, man, I've just been micromanaging my sin instead of killing it. I have good news for you today that you are not just the same old addict that you used to be. The moment that you say yes to Jesus, the moment that you begin to go through the discipleship process, the moment that you say yes to him and get filled with his spirit, the DNA of God. God himself, Peter says, we share in the divine nature of God. The DNA of God himself has entered into your heart, your blood and your veins. And you are born again and you are not the same person that you used to be. You know, that's the, the once an addict, always an addict model is something that is taught in secular circles. It is something that is not taught in faith based circles. Well, I should say most faith-based circles. Um, and the reason that is, is because we stand upon the word of God. The word of God says that 
If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have begun new. The Bible says he'll he'll take your heart of stone out and replace it with a heart of flesh. The Bible says that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. It doesn't say that Jesus halfway does his job. Can I help us this morning? Jesus doesn't do anything halfway. Yes, you might have your flesh to deal with for the rest of your life, but the Bible also says in Galatians 5.16 that those who walk by the Spirit will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know what that means? An easy translation for that is, is that when you're walking with God and you really love Him and you want to do what's right, your flesh can Shut up and take a back seat to what the Spirit of God is telling you to do in your life, where the Spirit of God is telling you to go, where the Spirit of God is telling you to say, what the Spirit of God is telling you to say. You know, in faith-based treatment, we want to show folks, and I'm trying to show folks and teach folks, that they can be free. I can go in any bar in America. I could go on any any uh, drug ridden street in this country or around the world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ with power and authority. Why? Because I've been set free and I am nobody special. If you would just surrender to him and give him your life completely and say, God, come in and do what only you can do. And then on top of that, when you go through the discipleship process, God will deliver you from that stuff and you can go anywhere. You don't have to walk on eggshells. This is what is so disappointing to me when it comes to this that's taught is that you teach people to micromanage their sin and they walk around on eggshells the rest of their life. I'm not interested in teaching somebody how to be a a dry drunk who's just miserable, has no love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, self-control, huh? self-control. I don't want to teach people how to just be a dry drunk or a dry drug addict who's just miserable in their life. I, you know, I used to work with a drug court here locally, and I, I didn't teach NA and AA, but I would hear some of the things that go. The people there are miserable. There's no joy. There's no there's no happiness. There's everybody is just there and they're miserable and they're just they want to to continue doing what they were doing. But they just most of them, I won't say all of them, but most of them, they want to continue what they were doing. They're just they just know that it's producing horrible things in their life. So they're trying to stop in some shape, form or fashion. NA and AA have what the internet says is about a 5 to 8% success rate. And I think that's completely off too. I don't even know that it's that. Um, and it's not to to uh, stroke an ego when I say what I'm about to say, but we at Be the Bush Recovery Ministries right now of our graduates have over a 90% success rate with our graduates. And yes, I count our graduates for any of any folks in the court system that's listening today that that wants to say, well, you should count everybody. I don't count people against my success rate who didn't do the program. What kind of sense does that make? If you didn't do the program, why would I count it? You didn't do what we was asking you to do. But if you do what it is that we ask you to do and we show you and you listen and you and you receive and you humble yourself and you go through the process. It is it is almost inevitable for you to be successful. The ones who are not successful, we've only had one graduate who's went back. It's because he got out of church, got out of the word, got out of praise, got out of worship. And, and, you know, when you leave the body, when you leave the things that set you, when you leave the one, help me, Lord, when you leave the one who has delivered you, 
your deliverance goes with them. Stop, stop expecting leaving Jesus that something good's going to happen. I won't even go down that, <clears throat> that road this morning. <clears throat> but I just want to encourage us today that, you know, if you are a believer, there is so much more. If you're a believer and you are going to meetings saying, hi, my name's Bill. I'm an addict. Hi, my name's Susie. I'm an alcoholic all day long. And you just believe that narrative. That's not what the Bible says about you. The Bible says that you've been born again. The Bible says that you have the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. There's so much more for you than what it is that you are living. There's so much more for you than what it is that you're living. If you are under the sound of my voice right now and you are not a believer and you're dealing with addiction, can I help you this morning? If you will simply say yes to Jesus today, get filled with his spirit, repent of your sins and ask God to fill you with his spirit. He will do so and your life can be forever changed. And you don't have to be the same old addict that you used to be and the same old liar and thief and and bad person filled with arrogance and pride and can't love nobody and won't do right. And all that. You don't have to be that same person. And no matter what anybody else says about you, it doesn't matter because only thing that matters is what God says about you. And God says that you're chosen. God says that you were predestined before the foundation of the world to be conformed to the image of his son. The Bible says so much about you and who you are and who you were created to be. An addict ain't one of them, but what one of them is, is son and daughter and chosen and child of God and beloved of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hit me out today. I'm not trying to bash secular rehabilitation either because secular rehabilitation is needed. If you do not want faith-based treatment and you don't want to say yes to Jesus and you really are not into having faith, you don't believe in God and all those things, we as a society still have to do something for these people that are dealing with drug addiction and secular rehabilitation is the answer. We as a society would be doing these people no justice if we did not have something set up for them. So hear me out. I'm not bashing it. I'm not bashing a 12-step program. All I'm saying is that there's a one-step program. His name is Jesus, and one step seems a whole lot easier than 12. Help me, Lord. I'll probably be an email sent on that one, but that's okay. I'm saying this in love today because I love the body of Christ, and I love the world I love the people, you know, the Bible says that God so loved the world, God so loved the cosmos, that he sent his one and only son, so that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That means God sent his son into the world so that whosoever, the whosoever, that means whosoever would call upon the name of Jesus can have this freedom that I'm talking about today. This freedom, this identity in Christ Jesus that I'm talking about today is for you. If you are lost, if you are wrapped up in addiction, if you're just wrapped up in sin, or if you just have never said yes to him, your life can change in an instant and your identity can change in an instant. If you'll just say yes to him, I just want to encourage you. If you're a believer today and you're dealing with some sort of addiction, you are not just an addict. You're a child of God. And the moment that you believe that about yourself will be the moment that things can shift and change in your life. Don't receive the report of you're just an addict, you're just a liar, you're just a thief, you're just like your mama, you're just like your daddy. Don't receive those reports because that's not what the word of God says about you when you are a believer. 
I'm calling you higher today and saying, let your identity in Christ Jesus reign in your life, rule and reign in your life. You are not a victim. God has paid the highest price for you. Heaven went bankrupt for 33 years to get you back. Your identity is found in him and God loves you and God cares for you. And he has so much more for you. He has so much more for you than just not using drugs or just not using alcohol. God's got so much more for you than just being a church member. Oh, Jesus, help us. Thank you, Lord, that you have so much for us. So much for us. Our identity is found in you, not in our past, not in our mistakes, not in our hurts and sorrows. And we thank you for it. I just want to pray with you this morning as we end the show today. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We thank you, God. I thank you for everything that you're doing in this world. It's easy to look outside and see all the chaos and see all the brokenness and the heartache and the hatred and everything that's going on. But I believe and I know that, God, your kingdom is still being advanced, that you are still working miracles, that you are still working in people's lives and you are still setting the captive free. As you said, when you open the scroll in Isaiah, you're still doing it, God, and we thank you for it. I pray for every person dealing with addiction right now across the globe for the spirit of the Lord to come upon them because where the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. God, we thank you for our identity that is found in Christ Jesus and in Christ Jesus alone. I thank you, Lord, that I'm not an addict, Lord, that I'm not a drug dealer anymore, that I'm not a drug addict who's lost, violent, angry, mad, and bitter at the world. But I am a child of God who has the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Father, we love you. Pour out your spirit on your people today. It's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. And the church said amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.